What is your psychic type? Did you know we are all psychic? Well, let's join Sharon in another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose, where she uncovers your psychic type, which includes a quiz to determine if you are physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual. Find out what one you are and what does it mean for you. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. Don't forget to stick around till the end. I'm going to pull a card for you, and I'm going to pull them today from my daily affirmation deck. But I have a question for you today. What is your psychic type? Do you know? The reason I'm asking this question is because as I've traveled through the years, I never really knew there was types. I never really understood that we were all, first of all, I didn't know we were all psychic. I knew I was once I finally figured it out, but I just never really got that until I started taking classes and courses. And then I started teaching. And when I taught uh, a group of fabulous, fabulous students in 2010 and 2011, I started to understand that we all have very different skills. And in that particular group, I learned a lot about myself. And one of the things I learned about myself is I'm not a physical psychic in the sense of I'm not able to read what's in an envelope. And there were some students in our class that had those skills that they were better at than everybody else. So what I want to do today is ask you, what is your psychic type? Do you know? And I mean, a lot of people come into my workshops, my classes, um, and even coming in for consultation, and I pick up that they're quite intuitive. And they look at me like I've got two heads because they're going, no, I'm not. I've never, ever worked with intuition. It's never, ever been a thing for me. It's not even anything I've really been drawn to. I want to share with you the different types of intuitives, and then I'm going to give you a questionnaire, and I'm going to do it quite quickly. So make sure you've got pen and paper. You can start and stop this as well, but I'm going to do this quite quickly. So if you're an emotion-based, there's the emotion, the mental, the physical, and the spiritual, okay? And I've always worked with the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. But if you're an emotionally-based intuitive, then your emotions lead you, and you respond to the world through your feelings and the emotional intuitive feels energy and is a natural empath. The emotional intuitive feels energy and is a natural empath who might experience emotional clairvoyance. Clairvoyance is course clear seeing, experiencing spontaneous images or impressions that are emotionally charged, maybe charged with things like fear or grief or stress or, or joy. Emotional intuitives may also be telepathic emotionally, receiving unprompted, powerful emotions that seem to come from nowhere. The emotional intuitives, those of you that might be in that category, or you think you might be in that category, and don't worry, if you think you are, that's good, that's fine. You're going to do the questionnaire, so you'll, you'll actually have more clear information. But emotional intuitives are the ones that walk into a room and they have a feeling, they get a sense. So if somebody just had an argument in that room, they're going to pick it up. Okay. Mental intuitives know, they think, and they see systems and patterns. Um, mental intuitives do well with mental telepathy and clairvoyance, the ability to see or intuit an actual image, an object, or an event. So I am what would be considered a mental intuitive or a claircognizant. The emotional intuitive would be considered the clairsentient. So a claircog gets what I call data downloads. So I'll see somebody or meet up with somebody or a client comes in 
And I will get images, I will get thoughts, I will get knowings that I can share with them. It's usually pretty accurate. Physical intuitive interprets psychic energy through bodily impressions or through physical objects. And they may excel at psychometry, which is the ability to hold an object or view a photograph and receive information about the object or its owner through the images, the impressions or the physical sensations. Now, I'm sort of partly like that. I can read photography. I've always been able to do that ever since I can remember as a child even. And I thought it was just because I like looking at other people's pictures, but I can look at pictures and really enjoy the process, even when I don't know the people in the pictures. So that would be the physical intuitive, psychometry, holding an object and reading the information just from that object. I've never really practiced and I've never, I don't think, been very effective at it. The spiritual intuitive may have visions, may see images and sense the presence of spirit um, or what we call ghosts or loved ones dwelling in spirit. So I am also a spiritual. Now you want to remember, as you grow and develop in your psychic abilities, your psychic skill, your psychic identification, or your psychic type, you are going to cross over into some of the others and they will work together. And it's important that you do because we aren't just one thing. We're not ever going to be just one. We are going to intertwine with our other abilities. So spiritual they're the types most likely to receive messages from non-physical beings. They are mediums, okay? Knowing our natural psychic point of reference can help us understand and develop our innate gifts and talents. And as we grow in our work, our preference will evolve as well as our strength. And will transform and our ability to realize the full range of our psychic possibilities will blossom. I had never before I started working in this industry, I've never heard of claircognition or psychic uh, types or clairsentience or clairvoyance. Oh, clairvoyance I had. That was just a word that was out there. Until I actually started working in this industry and I started understanding where my skills were. I started to understand what type I was. Now, with the intuitive classes that I teach, people do discover that they have more than one type. They just have one that's more dominant, but you do want to develop the other types. But a lot of people don't believe they have psychic ability because they're not getting, you know, dreams. They're not having precognitive dreams. Uh, they're not telepathic. They don't see visions. They don't feel like they have any talent at all. And to develop and increase our intuition and psychic ability, we have to understand ourselves and how we respond to the world around us. It's really important for all of us to understand that reading energy is much more than a mental function, and it requires that we merge our energy field with the energy that surrounds us and integrate it with our physical senses. So there we go. We're bringing our physical aspect into the world of spirituality, into the world of psychic, so that we can work in our skill set. And when we know what our intuitive strengths and weaknesses are, we'll be able to maneuver our way through all kinds of cosmic messages that will make us much more comfortable. So you're going to find that you're going to be attuned to one particular type, and you'll discover that through this questionnaire. So there are, I don't know, something like 50, I'm this is a reference out of a a book, there are 52 questions or observations. They're not questions so much as observations. I'm going to go through these 52. It's going to take you a minute to do this. So make sure you've got some time, sit down, put on the recording, get a pen and paper. And then what I want you to do is write out the numbers one to 52. It'll give you some a start. And then as I go, don't 
even think about the, the question I or the observation. What I want you to do is react with points, okay? So if your reaction, say, for example, I make a statement and you feel like often is accurate, you're going to respond with often, sometimes, or rarely. Often is five points. So you would put a five beside number one if often is the answer to, for you. Or sometimes is three points. You'll put three beside the statement. Or rarely is one point. You'll put one beside the statement, okay? So for example, let's just do number one together. So number one is, here's the observation. I experience sudden physical aches or pains when in the company of others. If that's often, you'll put a five. If it's sometimes, you'll put a three. If it's rarely, you'll put a one, okay? All right, so are you ready? Because I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go at an easy pace through this. It won't take you very long, but you wanna not do a lot of mental thinking. You wanna use your intuition to guide you to your answers here. So observation one, that is observation one. I experience sudden physical aches or pains when in the company of others, often three, five, sometimes three, rarely one. Number two, the feelings and emotions of others affect me. Number three, I have an interest in extraterrestrials, crop circles, or other non-physical intelligence. Four, I have dreams or visions that don't seem to relate to anything in my life. Five, I fail to lose weight despite constantly dieting. Six, I long for the elevated love of a spiritual soulmate. Seven, I feel I'm being taught at night while I sleep. Eight, I see streaks or sparkles of light, energy, or color. Nine, I experience anxiety or panic in crowded places. 10, when I see a loved one suffer, I want to trade places with him or her. 11, I enjoy discussing spiritual topics and ideas. 12, I have a strong sense of spirit or soul, but have difficulty with more mundane day-to-day -day tasks. 13, I feel a connection to crystals, plants, or nature spirits. 14, I feel the presence of the universe or God as unconditional love. 15, I want proof or evidence of the existence of psychic phenomena. 16, I long to be in the presence of divine beings. 17, I feel I can communicate with my pets or other animals. 18, I pray for others to feel the universe or God's love. 19, I prefer the word divine intelligence to divine love. 20, I can see the big picture, but I have a difficult time communicating it to others. 21, when giving or receiving healing energy, I can feel it flow through hands or body. 22, people tell me that they feel comforted when they're with me. 
23. I would like a higher power to provide me with answers to my questions. 24. I had a problem with drugs or alcohol at one time, or currently do. 25. I feel my intuition as a gut feeling in my body. 26. People, even strangers, confide their problems to me. 27. I have ideas for unique products or inventions. 28. I feel the presence of loved ones who are in spirit close to me. 29. I am fascinated by magic and or spells. 30. I experienced unexplained intense feelings. 31. I am interested in energy medicine. 32. I'm afraid to be too psychic or intuitive. 33. I'm attracted to different body therapies, including massage, Reiki, and or acupuncture. 34. I forgive others easily. 35. I enjoy studying mystical teachings. 36. I enjoy studying channel teachings. 37. I am interested in shamanism, Native American mythology, and other earth-based traditions. 38. I desire to be of service to those who suffer physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually. 39. I desire to understand the universal laws. 40. I wonder why I'm here on planet Earth. 41. I enjoy participating in rituals and ceremonies. 42. Much of my day and or week is involved with helping others. 43. I contemplate what the meaning of life is. 44. I like to daydream. 45. I spend a lot of time in my garden or in the wilderness. 46. I feel what others feel. 47. I enjoy studying the connection between science and spirituality. 48. I live in the present moment. 49. I communicate with the spirits that live in natural objects like plants, stones, and trees. 50. My spiritual path is a path of the heart. 51. I enjoy new technologies and cutting-edge gadgets. 52. I sense or see spirit and or ghosts. So your answers will be, and you can play this over again, you guys. Uh, you can be, it's, if you respond to the observation is five, often be five points. Sometimes will be three points. Rarely would be one point. And you might want to go through this again and make sure you've got this the way it suits you before you start doing anything else. So keep in mind that we all have asked, we have all got the aspects and tendencies of each of the types within us. So we all have a combination of each type. And with that in mind, you can determine your predominant type and your less dominant types, okay? If you're not sure or you skipped some, 
Go back, replay the questionnaire, okay? And before you get to this section, because otherwise you're not going to get an accurate valuation. And so here's the way you're going to grade yourself on this. And it's not a grade, it's a determine. So when you go back and you've got all your answers in, go and check these numbers. And you want to add these ones together. So numbers one, five, nine, 13, 17, 21, 25, 29, 33, 37, 41, 45, 49. Add those responses up and get a final total. And that will be A. And for questions two, six, 10, 14, 18, 22, 26, 30, 34, 38, 42, 46, 50. Add those together and you will get the B category. Okay, now this is going to take you a minute or two, all right? Then you take the next section. Question three, seven, 11, 15, 19, 23, 27, 31, 40, 35, 39, 43, 47, 51. And that's your C category. So you're going to add up your responses in each of these, okay? And there's one more category. And it, if you took question four, question eight, question 12, 16, 20, 24, 28, 32, 36, 40, 44, 48, and 52 will give you a number for your D category. Let me just repeat what I've already just done here, not adding all those, but the, there's four different categories, A, B, C, and D. And there are different questions that fall into each category. And what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to identify your number responses to the ones that fall into the A category, add those up, and that's your A total. For the B, add those up, that's your B total. C, add those up, C total. D, add those up, it's your D total, okay? So here you go. If A is the highest sum, you tend to be a, a physical intuitive. If B is the highest sum, you tend toward being an emotional intuitive. If C is the highest sum, you're likely a mental intuitive. And if D is the highest sum, you tend to lean towards spiritual intuition. Now, remember, they do intertwine. There are going to be tendencies of each type within you. All right. But you can always identify which is your strongest and which is your weakest. And then you've got a good range of how you want to work. The emotional intuitives travel the path of the heart. And they're driven by the desire for transcendental love, connection, passion, and service to others. They're in tune with the soul's quest for a purpose-driven life and for the perfect union, which may be the union of the soul with the God or universe, the soulmate or the twin flame, who is another person or entity that is their soulful equivalent, okay? And 
I can give you more in, information around the emotional intuitive. There's tons and tons of information and what you can do. As a matter of fact, I'll encourage you. Once you've got your answers, et cetera, why don't you uh, grab my right now my email address, which is Sharon at SharonRose.com, Sharon with a Y at SharonRose.com. And you're more than welcome to uh, connect with me and uh, get a little bit more clarity around the different type, which one you identified for yourself. Now, the mental intuitive. For mental intuitives, the psychic spiritual journey is through the mind. This path leads them through the conscious, the unconscious, and then into the superconscious. Uh, the awareness that leads to divine wisdom, knowing, and being one with the thoughts of the universe or God. Mental intuitives have an innate desire to understand. Wisdom calls out to them, uh, sending them impressions, beckoning to them to seek truth above all else. Mental intuitives are constantly being prodded from the depths of knowledge and intelligence. Now, I wanna remind you of something. We have a, a body that correlates with our intuitive type. And we'll go into that in the next section, as a matter of fact, because uh, this will be far too long if I do it. I'm just gonna give you the descriptions right now. So the physical intuitive. The physical intuitive is attuned to the vibrations of the divine made physical. Physical intuitives are able to experience what is holy, good, and of truth through their connection with the natural world. Physical intuitives often become involved with earth-based religions and spirituality. They bring to us the vision of heaven on earth, on earth. Many physical intuitives hold a strong inner knowledge of the earth and her creatures as divine. And they're often devoted to healing the earth. They may be involved in rescuing animals, saving the forests and the seas, preserving all of the universe or God's creatures, great and small. Physical intuitives see the divine in all of life and give us the gift to see and be in the presence of the universe and God. And then there's the spiritual intuitive. The spiritual intuitive draws their strength and power from the intangible world, drawing upon their tremendous supernatural resources they give us the gift of transcendence, the ability to rise above the mundane. They offer us a glimpse into the cosmos. They know better than others that this world is temporary and they wait and yearn for what lies beyond. Spiritual intuitives live in the world of cause and effect with the memory of perfection. They can soar with the angels and converse with the divine. They call us into our highest spiritual knowing. The journey of spiritual intuitives is that of enlightened freedom. They're learning to live in the midst of duality with the spirit, with the awareness of oneness and non-being, unattached and unencumbered. Their home is beyond the skies. They are here in the physical world as visitors. Isn't that interesting? More than any other type of intuitive, spiritual intuitives are able to live in the present. And there's a particular type of um, intuitive that our body that the spiritual intuitive has. You know, this has gone on long enough. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break this off here. And we're going to do what is your psychic type part two. So I want you to make sure you've got all your answers accurate. Go back over this. Do it again. Make sure your answers are accurate. And next week, 
look for episode, uh, this is episode 41. So look for episode 42 and listen to it so that you can understand how to develop and a little more information on your spiritual psychic type, on your psychic uh, creative aspect, how to develop and what your body would tend to go through, how to identify further that, yes, you are for sure the psychic type that you've identified through the questionnaire. That was fun. I hope you had fun doing the questionnaire. I really hope so, because I'll tell you what, you got to start somewhere. And this is somewhere for some of you. Just getting to know what your psychic type is, is one of the best ways to, to, to knock down the fear and knock down the walls of resistance and allow yourself to step into your true intuitive aspect, however you decide to interpret that or use it in your days going forward. So look for episode 42 because that will be a further delve into your psychic type and how to develop your psychic type and how to identify yourself further. So the card that I pulled today is from Daily Affirmations Cards, Cheryl Richardson. And it's the work, it's a work card that we ended up with. And it says, I do, these are affirmations. If you want to write this down, you sure can. I do complete work. I tie up loose ends. I follow through on projects and I enjoy the feeling that comes from a job well done. Let me tell you what, exploring your psychic type is work. And if you're willing to embrace that work, you'll come out of the other side of this feeling like a million bucks and much more empowered. You'll feel strong, connected, awake, aware, and in charge. And that's what we're all after. Until next week, until next time, thank you for tuning in. I hope you're having a good time with these uh, podcasts. And uh, don't be afraid to leave some comments. Don't be afraid to email me if you have questions. And I will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. If you love listening to this podcast, we have one little favor to ask you. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you love learning from Sharon, well, she's got a few great courses that are ongoing. Why don't you register for Kitchen Witchin? It's on now. All you have to do for more information is go to kitchenwitchin.ca. Or if you'd like to book an appointment with Sharon for a reading, or if you'd like to know more about Sharon, her psychic services, coaching sessions, and more workshops, go to SharonRose.com. That's Sharon with a Y. We'll talk to you next time.